Hey everybody, welcome to Squad Pod Sports, where you bring you our thoughts on the latest games and news around the sports world, brought to you by the Sideline Sports Network. Um, before we get into everything, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, I always forget to say it at the beginning of the videos, but this time, make sure you do. Um, let us know what you think, and especially hit the subscribe. We, we need all the subs we can. Please. <laughs> um, but of course, we're going to go over a lot of the NFL news that's going on, uh, some uh, some retirement that happened. Big um, one. Notable retirement. Um, and a couple things going into training camp. Some news about that. Um, and of course, we're going to talk about the NBA. Uh, Vern, your hot and not list, of course, this week. And you say you have something new to talk about. So something new. Stick around. As, as we're kind of gearing towards the end of the season here. And then we'll just kind of touch on NHL a little bit. Their free, agent, their, their, uh, free agency period and trade deadline just passed. NHL? Uh, yeah, NHL trade deadline just passed the other day. Okay. Um, so, I mean, nothing too crazy, just some things there. Um, and then just, of course, the bias bubble, crazy sports fact, stat of the podcast. Um, so, I mean, we'll just hop right into the big news of the week for the NFL. Um, old Julian Edelman, uh, at first, it, he got waived and cut by the Patriots because he, he failed a physical from what they say. <laughs> and then, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, what right? You're like, what's going on? He's inside of Tampa Bay now. He's going to be a buccaneer. <laughs> Go down to Tampa Bay. Um, but then a couple hours later, what do you know? He drops a vid from the middle of Fox, of uh, Gillette Stadium, which was pretty I cool. Almost bring a tear to my eye thinking about <laughs> all the memories, Julian Edelman. And I was going to save this for the bias bubble, but I'm going to just break it out now. I got a list of his accomplishments. And you tell me whether or not this man belongs in the Hall of Fame. Okay? Yeah, because that's that's what everybody, as of like since it happened last night, was now they're debating does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Is or he what? a Hall of Famer? And it seems like pretty ballot? much half people are for it, half people are against it. Exactly. At this point. And, and most people that are against it are just against it because their people ate it. And it is what it is. But yeah. listen to this, okay? Most catches in playoff history, number two, behind Jerry Rice, mm -hmm. okay? Most receiving yards in playoff history, number two, behind Jerry Rice. Like, those are some impressive stats right there. Playoff yeah. in history, playoff history. Most 100-yard games in playoff history, number two, behind Jerry Rice, okay? Jeez. With six of them. He's got six 100-yard playoff games. Most catches in Super Bowl history, he's ranked fifth. Mm -hmm. Most receiving yards in Super Bowl history, he's ranked fourth. Uh, he has a Super Bowl MVP. He has three Super Bowls to his to his name, you know? Yeah. This is one that I found kind of astounding. He is the there are there have been 13 players that have had 340 or more yards in a postseason. You know what I mean? Yeah. 13 players that have done that. He's the only one that's done it twice. The I only I one didn't see that. in NFL history who's had 340 yards in a playoff twice. Uh, most catches in Pat's history, he ranks number two. And most receiving yards in Pat's history, he ranks number four. So, yeah. man, I'm telling you, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of like a lot of people are aren't really looking at how his career panned out either. I mean, he didn't start out as a wide receiver. I mean, he played defense for you guys for a while too. Like he wasn't even a receiver on your on the pass when he little, first came to the squad. There's a clip floating around of him tackling, like sacking uh, Michael Vick or not Michael Vick, Donovan McNabb. 
and it's it's lovely. I love it. And he's just drawing <laughs> it out of it, coming off the edge, and he sacks out of that. Yeah, and then um, like if you really look at it, because he did have I think it was twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen where he missed the season because of the ACL tear. Or something. He only really played like six full years at wide receiver, and look at the stats he did in those six years, which is crazy. Like people, like his career was longer than six years, but really as a wide receiver, his career was only six years. And I mean, just what he's done in that amount of time, I think I think it's worthy. I think it's worthy. Not I wouldn't necessarily say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's he's definitely going to be. He's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame eventually. That's how I feel about it. I think he's definitely worthy of it. I know Tom Brady took him to a lot of that. Like, that's a, a lot of that is Tom Brady at the end of the yeah. day. But that's a lot of these motherfuckers in the, in the Hall of Fame. Is Somebody got you there. Somebody threw you those passes. Like, Jerry Rice, you're amazing. He probably would be the exception. Like, one of the exceptions, like him, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss. doesn't matter who the quarterback is, but... Julian Edelman, I think, like you said, maybe not first ballot, but he definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, I've been I've been defending him on Twitter. Believe me, I'd be seeing like I'd be sticking up for your boys, and Good. I'd be I posted about it too. Like no doubt about it, Julian Edelman is going to be in the Hall of Fame eventually. I I believe it. Um, I mean, the stats prove it as well. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, like I don't know. Like even Pat McAfee said that like he was one of the scariest guys to punt to. Because, like, he could take it to the house. <laughs> I just watched a video today of Julian Edelman returning one of Pat McAfee's kicks. Yeah. <laughs> and you see Pat McAfee sliding on the ground trying to tackle him. Edelman just... There's always that legendary video as well of, of and I remember, because I, I've been a Pat's fan since I've been little, you know, since before yeah. I met you. Like, I remember this video, at least, um, when I was younger, seeing it on, like, NFL films of Belichick kind of talking to Welker. Where he's I was like, gonna hey, say about that, yeah. <laughs> that do you know who so and so is? And he's like, nah. He's like, that's the guy I played second base before Lou Gehrig or something like that. And he's just like, oh yeah, the little guy. Like right after Julian Edelman ran a kickback, like yeah. he's just talking about how he's about to replace Wes Welker. He's like, that's the guy that's gonna take your job. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he said it straight to his face, and look what happened, man. Three Super Bowls later, a Super Bowl MVP. I will never forget that Falcons game, man. Watching him see that that catch, I don't like. I saw that. the picture of it where it shows like his hands there, but like the ball is like this far, and it's like, how did this end up being a catch? Like that's it was crazy. Amazing, it was amazing, <laughs> and it was uh, that right there was Hall of Fame worthy. It was a Super Bowl moment if you ever seen one, you know. Yeah, for sure, dude. And like just what you said, seeing that video, even not as like not as a Pats fan, it was really cool seeing that video, like him in the middle of the stadium. Like, they are playing, like, the sound clips and everything. It was really cool. It was. I really, I really was. like that. But thank you very much, Julian Edelman. Three Super Bowls later. Jules. You know what's crazy? I got your the Super Bowl jersey, okay? So make sure that's noted. That, that's when he won MVP. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm not sure. Was it? I thought that was – or did he win MVP during the Falcons Super Bowl? During the Falcons one. Okay, yeah, I think that one was whenever you beat the Rams. Yeah, that was from the Rams. But that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's that's cool, man. He, he did bring a lot to New England. Um, I respect him. Damn, I damn sure respect him. Man, um, I'm going to just throw this in here. At the end here, we can get to another, another topic. I was reading Tom Brady's Instagram post about Julian Edelman today, and I'm just like, oh, man. Like, even me, I'm, I'm like – 
this this that just it makes me sad. It makes you me see sad. what Gronk like, said about it. Yeah, it was like five words. He's like, I I give it a sixty nine percent chance he's back or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and Brady Brady had this huge paragraph talking about all this stuff, and Gronk's like, I give it a sixty nine percent chance he comes back. He's talking. He's trying to have him come down to Tampa Bay, and honestly, yeah. I'd give it a sixty-nine percent chance that he comes back too. I will, Especially I will. if they don't re-sign Antonio Brown, right? Throw Julian Edelman right in there. He doesn't have he's to got, start, but he can uh, cut like he can just be that role player that comes in in the slot. He's a hobbled version of himself, but then you have him and Cameron Braid out there. I'm saying if he's not starting every down, he'll be able to play like a whole season. True. True. So, I mean, happened. there was the report about, like, him, they're saying that he would never be able to play a full season again because of that knee. Right. And I'm guessing that's what kind of came to the retirement, I'm guessing. He was like, it's better to go out now than to go out Probably on his own terms now. Than, yeah. Which I respect, man. Especially, exactly. like, I respect him for his career, too. Um, speaking of old heads, <laughs> we got... Um, speaking of old heads, uh, Bengals released running back Giovanni Bernard, um, ending his eight-year run with the Bengals, who is he is now since signed with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Trying to latch on. Trying to get a Super Bowl. Um, he was the longest tenured running back with one team other eight years. The next, uh, the second was James White with seven years. With the Patriots. Hey. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Um, let me see here. I did have some other news. Uh, former Steelers running back James Conner signed with the Arizona Cardinals on a one-year nice. deal. I like that move. That's a really good move. Yeah, it was. I was kind of surprised that he left Pittsburgh. I thought they yeah, were I mean... pretty sold on him, it seemed. I, I think James Conner, maybe Pittsburgh isn't sold on him necessarily. Yeah, maybe it'll do him better, do him well to, you know, switch places. Right, right. I, I think it'd be nice to see him down there in Arizona with with what they got going on. He'll fit nicely into there. Yeah. He won't be as focused on. Yeah, true. And I think that's where he's going to thrive, where he's not mm-hmm. he's not that guy. He's not going right. to be that running back for you. Um. Former Washington tight end Thaddeus Moss, the son of Randy Moss, has been claimed by the Bengals. So he's going to play with Joey Burrow. Back to them LSU days, man. <laughs> it was it was great back. What was that? Only, only two years ago. It was amazing watching it then. They're saying like quote unquote the best college football season ever from a quarterback, and that was his wide receiver. So let's run it back. This is more or less what they're saying. They're trying to get it going. That's it's, Joe it's, Burrow just talking to the back. He's like, you know. We- you know he's Randy Moss's son, right? Like, you just want these <laughs> couldn't, t- like, couldn't hurt. I hope, just because of how much I love Randy Moss, I hope he balls out. So, yeah, absolutely, man. Good for that them for picking him up. That's a I great weapon a for Joe Burrow. Low key signing. Mm-hmm. I did see that though. Um, apparently, it, a deal hasn't been done yet, but free agent pass rusher Davian Clowney apparently is visiting with the Cleveland Browns um, mm-hmm. on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. tomorrow, um, by this t- time this comes out, he'll already be vi- done visiting with them. But maybe a deal will be done by then as well. Um, this is the second time that he's visited Cleveland. I mean, he hasn't really been active. Like last year, he didn't really play much. 
Um, he, there's a really big question mark on Jadavian Clowney as of right now. Speaking of Jadavian Clowney, I have a list here of a couple of free agents that are kind of eye-opening that are still mm-hmm. still out there. Just yeah. like all over them real quick. Quarterback-wise, you got Alex Smith. Kind of kind of junk here on the quarterback list, I'm not going to lie. After, <laughs> after you get past Alex Smith, you got Matt Barkley, Nick Mullins, Blake Bortles, Nate Sudfield. Blake. You know? Yep, that's what's well, out Nate there Sudfeld, right now. He's actually he signed with the 49ers now. Did he? Okay, yeah, okay. So, he's so even on, yeah. he so signed that, with the 49ers. Your choice is down even less than if you're still looking for a quarterback at this point. So you yeah. might as well go towards the draft, you know. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> why would he sign Nate Sudfeld? What are you doing, 49 Have you seen this dude play? What? Uh, what? They're trying to get the quarterback in the draft anyway, but yeah. Running back wise. Todd Gurley, Duke Johnson, Ooh, AP, Todd Gurley's still out there. Le'Veon Bell, Rex Le'Veon. Burkett. Wide receiver wise, you got A B, Danny Amendola, Golden Tate, Alshon Jeffrey, all still available. Yeah, Alshon's out there. Mm-hmm. Then tight ends, Tyler Eifert, Trey Burton, Jordan Reed, all still available right now, even though Patriots got Number three and four. So, <laughs> chilling, you know. I'll take three and four. It's okay. But anyway, and then I have Clowney on this list because as of this, he wasn't signed anywhere quite yet. But uh, yeah. defensive players that are, like notable defensive players, we got Clowney, Melvin Ingram, Jason Peters, Eric Fisher, former number one overall pick, uh, and then Richard Sherman, of course. So yeah, there's Richard a lot Sherman, of... I've, I've been really, like, I haven't heard anything on like him talking to anybody. The only thing I've seen was he's probably going to come to a decision after the draft. Yeah. There's a lot of like decent vets out there. So yeah, I mean, they would, a lot of them would be like role players. I mean, like, especially like Trey Burton and Jordan Reed. I mean, if they can stay healthy, they would be okay. Pieces that built Tampa Bay last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. No doubt. At the end of the day, the deep depth pieces that are veterans, you know, that really know what they're doing. So I hope these players end up in good places. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I saw that was interesting. I was like, what? Le'Veon even is still available? Yeah. AP? Top yeah. Um, AB too, I think. AB. Antonio like, Brown. Antonio Brown, yeah. Yep. So I don't know if you said that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, who knows? Golden I mean, Tate? Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of these – will probably be after the draft once, like, teams know who they have, know who they're working with, try to fill in some holes at that spot. But who knows, man? I mean, apparently from what – the only thing I've heard out of Eagles camp is they – if they can't find a trade partner, Zach Ertz might be gone, like, during the draft, like, included with, like, if they're trading up or down somewhere. Just as a a throw-in, trying to sweep some deal. Exactly. Um, a little bit of news here. Just going to get this out of the way because it's pretty crazy. But um, Andy Reid's son, Britt, has been charged with felony in that car accident that happened before the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, severely injuring that that five-year-old girl. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with, with that going on. They're probably going to have to find a whole new uh, whatever he does. I don't remember. Isn't he like an offensive line coach or something there? I don't remember there? what he does either, honestly. Um, but he's done, his time is done. And yeah, he's, he's going to be out. Um. And other NFL news, the NFL informed clubs today 
Any team employee who refuses a COVID-19 vaccine without a bona fide medical or religious ground will be barred from tier one or tier two status and thus have restricted access within the team facility and not work directly with the players. Yep. So they're pretty much saying you taking that vaccine, but you ain't you ain't coming in, you ain't working, you ain't doing nothing. You ain't working. Like which a lot of other fields are doing. So I mean it's just kind of just another it's just the NFL rolling with it now. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and speaking of training camp, because OTAs and actual like the beginning of training camp actually starts this coming Monday, where players supposedly, but now uh, it started with the Denver Broncos and then the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I haven't seen any other teams as of right now, but they have already said that they're going to stick to doing everything virtually. They're not going to be going into the facility at all. Um, So, I mean, it's pretty crazy because, I mean, I did – there are some reports here um, that apparently almost every team in the NFL has had, like, 15 or 20 players in their facilities this whole time working out and doing stuff already. So, I mean – and I've already seen reports where, like, agents are telling their players, like, if they're young, up-and-coming players, like, if you can, you're going to the facility and you're going to be working, like – try to like boost your stock a little bit if you get want them to play up speed, man. exactly where it's like old like veterans and all that like yeah they're not gonna have to go they're not gonna want to go but i mean it's interesting because i did see something here of course with your patriots um patriots players uh, and many around the league have a tough choice um nfl pa tells them today not to attend voluntary otas um, but Belichick told them last week to report to Foxborough on April 19th. You better can be there. <laughs> um, special teamer Brandon King said, "If Bill said if Bill tells me to report, I'm reporting." Exactly. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> At the end of the day, you gotta just listen to Coach. Sorry, if you get ah, uh, tough man. That's <laughs> tough. Right. I'd, I'd listen to Belichick. I don't care. Um, I'm aside, apparently, the source said the Patriots had 14 players working out and rehabbing at Gillette Stadium throughout the offseason. Uh, Broncos, who announced today they won't participate in OTAs, have had over 20. Um, about a dozen teams have had 15 or more players doing the same as well. So, I mean, it seems like because it's mostly the NFL PA that are saying, like, we're, we want to do everything virtually. It worked well last year. We, we just want to continue doing everything virtually for like the OTAs and stuff. Whereas that kind of hurts the younger players because they're trying to like boost their stock. They want to show what they can have so they can go out and get playing time. So, I mean, I get it from a veteran point of view, but I also get it from like a younger player point of view, you know? Yeah, exactly. But hopefully it all gets straightened out and we get people in there either way, you know, because like, like you said, the younger players are going to need to get reps regardless. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think, I mean, there's always, like, those veterans that will show up for OTAs or, like, if not some of the OTAs. Where, I mean, I think it would help, especially if you have a new coach or a new system where you're trying to build and, and develop as a team, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I, that's all I have as far as NFL that I'll – like, I do have some things here, but we can save them for the bias bubble. Okay. Um, as far as NFL, I did have something else here. It's not really news, but uh, since the the sixteen game era is over, now officially for the NFL, we're going into the seventeen game era. I have all the winning percentages for the teams through the sixteen game era. 
Oh yeah. Of the NFL, mm. which covers uh, 1978 through 2020. Um, I wonder who's number one. Can you guess who number one is? It's going to be the Steelers. It is the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Patriots at number two. I was like, wait a second. As like, I was wait. like, oh, that, wait a second. Wait. Wait a second. That's going to be the Steelers. It's not, uh-huh. it's not far off, though, too. Um, the Steelers had a record of 413 to 60, 265, and then they had two ties. Um, and the Pats, they had 410 wins and 270 losses straight up. No ties. No ties. No ties. No ties. So, like, the Steelers had a .609. You guys had a .603. Um, dead last. Who do you want to guess for dead last? Cleveland. Close. They're second to last. Ah. Oh. Who's the only other team that's worse than Cleveland? Jacksonville. Nope, they're actually a little higher. Uh, right, one more guess, all right? The Jets. Nope, it's the oh. Lions. <laughs> oh, damn. How did that the Lions that have sense. a .396 win percentage. They're 268 and 410 and two. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. It's um, very bad. We are actually number eight. On the list, the Eagles, okay. they have a, a .548 win percentage of 370 um, and 305 and 5. We had five ties. In the, well, that's <laughs> above 500, at least. Yes, yeah, so we were above 500, so that's nice. Um, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, interesting enough, out of the squad, the top three are within our squad. It's the Steelers, Patriots, and the Broncos mm-hmm. have the number three highest win percentage in the 16-game era. Which funny. I was like, damn, the Broncos are that high up. I wasn't expecting you know what, that. No, I I really like. There was a stretch of years there, and I like. I know this is only relevant to our squad, like you know, but like the one team from our squad was winning Super Bowl every single year, no matter yeah. what. Like it was like <laughs> the Broncos, because even the the Patriots lost it in 2012 to the Giants. All right, you know, and then we had the Broncos win, right? No, 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 no. the Ravens won. I'm confused. When did the Broncos win? The Broncos, we won number 49. Well, the Broncos won, I think, in 2015, didn't they? They won against the... Panthers. Panthers. And, okay, that's right. They lost against the Seahawks. That's where I was getting confused. Okay. But anyway, the Patriots won against the Seahawks, and then the Broncos won, and then the Patriots won. And, and then, then the, the Eagles, Eagles won, <laughs> and then the Patriots won. Like so, like there was a good stretch of years there. Like every everybody from our squad, except for Alex. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since he's seen one. <laughs> and now he can't say six rigs because I mean you guys got six rigs now too. <laughs> Brady's got seven. God damn it. Brady, that fuck like unreal, bro. Unreal. Um. But yeah, that's that's just all the NFL stuff I had this week. There really wasn't too much that's going on. I'm sure it'll be heating up here soon. I mean, they have had the pro days, so I mean, it's all speculation as of right now. Going yeah, up mock drafts draft. and stuff like that. Like people are like, oh, if the Patriots trade up to four, they're going to draft this. Like if bro, they trade up, like you know, I apparently like that's everything I've been seeing is the Pats are scooping a QB at some point in the draft. <sighs> 
All I can say is I hope that QB <laughs> comes from a certain college, okay? I don't care about any of these other quarterbacks. I don't care about no Trevor Lawrence. I don't care about any of them. We beat Justin Trevor Lawrence. Fields. Get out of here. Justin Fields, baby. Justin Fields <laughs> is going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. That's something that I should write that on a sticky note. You should write that on a game. sticky note. Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. No matter where he goes, I'm calling it out. I don't even care <laughs> if that's a biased take or what. I'm writing it down, okay? That's just um, how I feel. Before we head into the NBA, um, I have one little bit of um, – oh, actually, this is – let me see here. Yep, going in. We'll talk about this going into the NBA talk, I suppose. Um, former major leaguer Alex Rodriguez and billionaire Mark Lohr have finalized a deal to purchase the Minnesota Timberwolves Ooh, okay. from majority owner Glenn Taylor. Uh, Taylor will continue full control of the team for two years before Rodriguez and Lohr take over in 2023. That's very interesting. They've been going through some things, so we'll see what happens with them. Yeah. I mean, there's like there's already rumors about like would they move the team from Minnesota <laughs> or something like that. Like, I mean, you think it's out of the realm of possibility right now? Probably not, to be honest. We'll see what happens. I like apparently they were like there's talk about like just rumors, not even talk. It's just rumors about like some of like the, the Toronto and like Canadian teams moving to the U.S. because mm-hmm. of like all the COVID restrictions and everything. Right. And I was like, that'd be crazy. Damn, forcing the team to move because of it. Yeah, like that. Like, I don't know if how how much truth is behind that because, I mean, everything, like the vaccines and stuff, it seems like right. things will start opening up sooner than later. Um, but, yeah, we can start rolling into some NBA talk here, Vern. What's your uh, hot knots this week? All right, all right. So, unfortunately, as a Lika fan, I hate to say it, but the Clippers are number one on the hot list right now. Ooh. They have five-game winning streak. They're eight and two over the last ten, sitting in third in the Western Conference right now. Quiet. Um, like you know, the, I never hear anything about damn Clippers. I saw right? Paul George was like Player of the Week this mm-hmm. past week, but other than that, I don't hear anything they're about. Falling. They're consistent, man. They're they're doing exactly what they need to do to be in a position to win this championship this year. Yeah. Next team I have on here, New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. Not much, not much at all. They're on a three-game winning streak back at an 11th in the West, so it's not really that big of a deal, but maybe they can actually make a push, get into yeah. that eighth seed. You know, Zion, man. man. He's playing amazing ball this year. I mean, the Pelicans aren't great, but Zion is balling. Right. And then you got Indy, Indianapolis, who's in the ninth seed over in the East. Uh, they're on a three-game winning streak as well. But they're six and four over the last ten, so they're kind of like just trying to get together, get right, more or less, you know. Yeah. New York Knicks, who just beat my Lakers the other night. Like Julius Randle's playing crazy basketball. I just, yeah, I love it. I love to see it. I don't like to see my Lakers lose, but I love to see <laughs> Julius Randle falling. They're on a three-game winning streak, but they're also only five and five over the last ten. They're sitting mm-hmm. at fifth in the East. Got Boston, who's on a three-game winning streak, trying to bounce back because they've been. Yeah, they're trying to get it turned around. They were going downhill for a while. Don't know what to make of them quite yet, so we'll see what happens. But they're sitting in sixth, and then Phoenix, the team you picked to pick to win the West, sitting in first, or uh, second place right now. They're now okay. only two games behind the Jazz, mm-hmm. which they're on I'm, I'm nine hoping. and one over the last ten. Come nine on, and one. Phoenix. 
Then you got Denver. Okay. I'm going to have as my honorable mention. They're on a two-game losing streak, but I think they were 17 of 20 over the last 20, which was Jeez. ridiculous. Um, but they're 8 and 2 over the last 10 now. So they're my honorable mention for the hot list. Then you got the not list. Sacramento, back on this list, seven straight losses, three and seven over the last uh, 10 games. They're sitting in 12th, okay? Jeez. You got or Orlando, six straight losses, not looking good. Two and eight over the last 10. OKC, six straight losses, one and nine. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Houston stays on this list, three straight losses, <laughs> two and eight. And then, I'm oh, sorry. Go, I know, I know it's coming. Them Bulls, Chicago, not three and seven in their last ten. Three and seven over the last ten on a three-game losing streak. They are sitting in tenth in the East, so they're not out of it yet. They're not. Yeah. They're not. I, mean, I was just playing them in six games out of eight seed and like three games out of like behind Indy right now. I don't know. They're going to have to start winning some games to, some time. to get close. There is some time, but it's narrowing down here. This is the time to make a push. So I wish you the best, but I had to put you <laughs> all there. It's all right, man. I'll, I'll be happy if we make it. I'll be also happy if we get a, a, a higher draft pick as well. Right. I did have some other stuff here. Uh, Jamal Murray, apparently, yeah. tore his ACL. So yeah, he's, he's out, out indefinitely. Like, what? Are you kidding me? I'm not going to be able to see the dynamic Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell matchups this year. You know? Yeah, like, and I mean, and they were, like what you were saying, is they were on such a great streak going on here after, like, since they picked up Aaron Gordon as well. <laughs> they've been winning so much. They've been looking great, and now this happens. You know, it's, it's terrible. terrible to see. It's terrible to see, man. And then um, Mark Cuban apparently is not a fan of the play-in games. Yeah, I saw Luca was talking about it as well. He was like saying it doesn't make sense. I mean, to be honest, it doesn't the way that they put it. Like, what's the point of playing this season to get to the seeding and then just have a A play-in tournament? tournament. You know, where it's not going to matter. So it's very weird. I hope it's only a one-year thing here. You know what I mean? But Mark Cuban's idea even was better. He's like, just have it one through twenty. And do it that way, and have like the like last four play to get in those like those last spots, like some college shit, you know. But yeah. it's it's interesting. I just thought that was an interesting take. Like that's an owner, NBA owner, coming out publicly talking about how he doesn't like it. But he said he he sees why they have to do it. He's like, I understand, but I just I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I definitely agree with him though too. Um, I had just one more thing here in basketball: mm-hmm. Curry, Stephen Curry. The Bro. Chef Curry. Chef Curry has been cooking. Dropped 53 points the other night. Okay. Cooking. In a game that he also passed Wilt Chamberlain for the number one all-time scorer for the Warriors. So yeah. I thought that was pretty amazing. That's a that's a huge milestone for him right Definitely. there. And to do it in a 50-point game, that's some Steph Curry stuff right there. He's that's, been, that's he's been he does. playing like lights out recently, man. Mm-hmm. He's been dropping buckets he's been getting uh, he's been averaging crazy stats recently right it's i been mean crazy he's I been doing it all himself now because i mean um what i had here as well is uh the rookie james wiseman he suffered a torn meniscus mm-hmm. and he's gonna be out now so i mean he was playing really well for a rookie you know he was fitting in he was he was kind of you know building as an nba player with them 
and then had to have this happen. He was really rolling for a while. Exactly. Now he's out. Yeah. Curry's got to pull even more weight. Yeah, exactly. He's going to carry the team on his back. Um, speaking of someone else who was balling, uh, Jimmy Butler this season has per, has career highs in almost all of his stats except points per game. <laughs> he has a career high in rebounds, assists, shots uh, shots per game, and in field goal percentage is, is a career high as well. And he's, he's averaging 21 animal. points a game. Jimmy Butler is trying to get him back to the finals, man. He tasted it. Yeah, and I mean, I think it. it's pot. It's not pot. It's not impossible, man. I mean, they're playing really good ball right now. Um, they just picked up uh, Victor Oladipo. He's been playing okay. He was out. He was hurt for a little bit now. Um, but I mean, they play great defense. They're starting to look like the team that they look like in the bubble a little bit. Uh, we'll see how that translates, man. How how they can keep it if they can keep it together, rolling into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other little bit of news here as far as the NBA is apparently the Warriors are expected to pursue Kawhi Leonard in free agency as well as the Heat. Well, the Warriors' name keeps getting thrown in all these years since They're before all everywhere. KD. Yeah. Since before KD, because we were like, there's no way Kevin Durant's going to... <laughs> Just like the Ke- Nets. We were like, no Kevin way. Durant signed with the Warriors? What? So... At first, when you said that, I'm like, what? But now, I'm like, eh, it's not out of the realm of possibility yeah, for them to pull a move like that. So, um, But, yeah, as I was saying, um, apparently the NBA expects arenas to be at full capacity as of next season, um, pretty much mirroring what Roger Goodell said with the NFL, where everybody expects sports to be back, There's you know, officially back. Crowds roaring. Yeah. And, I mean, it's going to be weird, man. It's going to be really weird seeing fans back in the stadiums watching games now. Just like, like the past two seasons. Throwing those towels and everything. It would be amazing to watch, though. It's going to be a good feeling. Especially in, like, the playoff atmospheres. Yes, exactly. Everybody's got the same shirt on because they put it. You know what? I don't even know (laughs) if that'll continue. We'll see how they treat all this stuff. But, like, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, it would be really cool. Um, But I knew you said that you have something you brought in this week. Um, as far as the NBA, uh, what do you got, Vern? Something new. And it's like nothing new as far as I didn't create this. I just <laughs> went and I looked and I, I did create the list. But like MVP race, okay? Yeah. Leaders. Who who do you think deserves to be in the lead right now based off of these stats, okay? Mm-hmm. So we got Bradley Beal averaging 31 points a game, four assists, four rebounds, a steal. Steph Curry, 5, 5, and 1. Yannick Okic. He's the... He's the... 26.2, 11, or 10.9 assists, and 8.8 rebounds. So, I mean... It's pretty good, but yeah. it's not the points that everybody else is putting up, more or less. We've got James Harden, 25, 8, and 10. Luca out okay. here, 28, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, you know. Damn. And Joel Embiid at 29, 3, and 11. My vote for MVP right now is going to be Luca. to be honest with you. Luka? With 28, 8, and 8. And I know they're not going to give him any votes because his team isn't 
up there where James Harden's is right now type of yeah. thing. Like that's why James Harden and Nikola are getting all the the credit right now. But Luca is balling. He's almost at a triple double with twenty eight points a game right now. He's trying, man. That's that's who I would vote for. Yeah, I mean, I I'm surprised actually because I haven't seen really much on Luca just because I mean the Mavs aren't doing that well. But when you look at it like that, I mean, yeah, I definitely agree that Luca should probably get it. Who I think's gonna go- get it, I think that. Probably Jojic is going to end up getting it, I'm assuming. Right. He's um, almost at a triple-double as well, but it's at yeah. 26 points. I'd rather have him get it over James Harden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just come on, man. Like, look at that team. You're going to tell me he's the most valuable player in the league on the Nets? <laughs> they seem to play their best ball when it's just James Harden out there. True, true. Um, but I'm going to go with Jojic. Okay. Joker. Okay. Probably. I'm gonna go for Luca. Luca for right now. That's my Luka. vote. But I'm sure he, he ain't gonna get no love because the Mavs yeah, are number one. I'll pick those two, and now I put Steph at three, just because I like I like Steph. I mean, 30 he's been points a game out of right now. Mm-hmm. And still up almost six assists a game and six rebounds a game. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, we'll see how it happens. We'll kind of check in on that, like as we go forward through the end of the right. season. Too. Not necessarily something we can do every week. Um, Maybe not this long, but we'll narrow it down then, you know, see see as we go throughout the, the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we roll into, like, the bias bubbles and stuff, a little bit of hockey news. Uh, some crazy stuff. Vancouver Canucks announced they had 21 players test positive for COVID-19. Jeez, man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> right. How do you got a team? How do you, that's what I was saying. How do you even have a team right now? Um, apparently, since... That's been reported. They've been it's been declining now. They're starting to get back to normal. Um, but damn, I was like twenty one players. That is insane. Um, but other than that, I mean the the trade deadline happened for the NHL. There wasn't really too many like there wasn't any blockbuster trades or anything. Nothing really of, of too much note. Um, not nothing really has changed either within the standings. The Flyers are just getting worse. <laughs> they they didn't really they made a couple of moves during the free uh the trade deadline, um, but coming to the divisions here uh, Central Carolina took the the one seed from Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. Um, officially, they're on a six three and one out of their last ten games. Uh, Tampa Bay is on a four six and zero uh, run, but yeah, they lost that number one seed uh, to Carolina. Um, in the East, you got Washington, New York Islanders, Pittsburgh, and Boston. And then the Rangers swooped in at fifth seed here. Um, Washington's on a three-game win streak, and so is Pittsburgh as of right now. Pittsburgh is getting hot. They are 8-2 oh. and two in their last 10 right now. You always um, seem to roll into the playoffs, man. Always. Um, and the Islanders, they're also 7-3 and three in their last 10, and Washington's 6-4. and four. Um, Going to the North, we got... Toronto, who actually, I'm pretty sure they were in the second seed before they hopped back up to the one seed there in that division. Uh, they're 7-1-2 and two in their last 10. Winnipeg, who's in the second seed, they're 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. Um, and then you got Edmonton. Um, in the West, you got Colorado, who still holds the number one seed. And then you got Vegas, still at number two. Still, they uh, didn't slip that far. Nope. No, they didn't slip that far. They're only one game behind Colorado as of right now. Um, both those teams are on a three-game win streak, too. Yeah. So, I mean, they're both still doing their thing. Uh, Colorado is 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10. 
Vegas is six three and one, and then you got Minnesota at the third spot there in the division. Um, so I mean, you got a couple th- couple teams just swapping like one and two seeds there in the division. Nothing too crazy. Um, it's it's business as usual in the NHL. Nothing too crazy going on. Not really any storylines. Okay. Um, so I mean, that's all I have as far as that goes. Um, I don't know if you have any other. Oh. The Masters happened. We got to talk about the Masters a little bit. Hell yeah, man. That was an amazing pick of the winner. Um, I forget his how to pronounce his name. Do you have his name there? Uh, yes. Hold on one second. But there was an amazing picture of him at the airport, chilling, like, just on his phone like this, right? Yeah. Just, like, with his hat on, and the green Masters ja- jacket was just, like, draped over, just draped over his seat. He's sitting there by himself, just waiting for a flight. Like some kid, like snap. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's balling. Like not even that balling. It's just like he's he's flying. To, I think they were on a, t- a flight to Tokyo or something. He said like my flight stops. It's going over to Tokyo, and yeah. he's just chilling, just like got the master's ja- jacket right there. And I was like, that's that's really it cool. It is right really there. cool. Um, yeah, Hideki Matsuyama. That's right. That's right. But he that was his first ever major t- win. And it was the Masters, so that, that was, was pretty amazing. That was yeah, very and I mean, you even saw like the video that went viral of like his caddy, like whenever he went and got the ball in the last hole after he won it, he like he bowed, like mm. like as respect to the Masters and everything. I was like, that is really cool, man. That I mean, cool. yeah, it was, it was awesome to see. see. I really thought someone like Dustin Johnson was gonna win it, you know, go back to back, even though it doesn't particularly usually happen. I just thought he he was he's been playing good golf, you know, but. That bull came out of nowhere. I watched a little bit of the Masters. It's not something I watched the whole time, but I've seen. Mm -hmm. I watched a little bit of it, and it it just made me want to golf. (laughs) I know, right? Made me want to go out and golf. Um, but yeah, man, congrats to him. Um, he definitely deserved it. I mean, he he came in at ten under, which is Mm -hmm. wild to me. Like, how do you even do that, man? Right at the Masters. How do you do that at the Masters? I mean, the dude behind him is at like. He was nine under, which is crazy, like, enough as it is. Um, but, I mean, that's all I have. Do you have anything else, Vern, other than, um, like, bias bubble stuff? Nothing other than just the stuff for the bias bubble to hit. Okay. I mean, we can just kind of roll into that then. Um, I did have a quote to, to start off your bias bubble that I saw here for the Patriots. It's not anything okay. recent. Um, but they reported, as Bill Belichick said in 2009, I won't be like Marv Levy and coaching in my 70s. I know that. And then, apparently, he just turned 69 this past week. Oh. So, I mean, is he still going to hold true to his statement from then? Is he going to play? Probably. Is he going to coach still? Check the lie about anything other than deflated footballs and spying and uh, okay, so maybe you can't <laughs> maybe you can't take Bill Belichick's word. So maybe he does play into his seventies. Who knows? Yeah, you know, based on that logic, I'm gonna actually seventies. Keep it rolling, Bill. Maybe if he gets this team competitive again, it sparks him, and he wants to keep going for another five years. Maybe you can get four or five years out of Bill Belichick. I'll be alright with that. If it's one or two, cool, whatever. Have Josh like, McGay take time until, until next year. I'll <laughs> yeah. try to do what I can this year. Try to win those Super Bowl good though i'm glad i'm glad yeah but i thought that was pretty interesting i was like oh just turned 69 too who knows that's all right that's why he's trying to like just money printer right now trying to spend money <laughs> buy a championship out. let's get one more 
Can't let Brady catch us. That's what Belichick said, because I think he's sitting there at uh, either eight or nine. I think he's got eight because he's got two with the Giants. Um, yeah. So he's chill. He's like, I can't let Brady catch me. So he's just trying to try to get ahead of the game. <laughs> the only real Patriots news I got here is we were speaking about this before. It's kind of both nothing really that new, because a lot of stuff just talk about Patriots moving up, draft the quarterback. Yeah, what's going to happen in the draft. But um, we are beginning offseason programs the 19th. At, like the league said. Um, and then also Jonathan Gra- Kraft, who is the uh, one right below Ro- Robert Kraft. It's his yeah. son. Um, he said that he expects full stadiums this year, nice. more or less echoing what Goodell said. So we're, all, we're full steam ahead for that. It doesn't, I don't see anything that sees that like we're doing what the Broncos are doing or anything like that. It just looks like Bill Belichick's going to make these guys go and do <laughs> this shit yeah. no matter what. So, that's 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 it for uh, New England as far as that goes. The Lakers, okay, been a rocky road lately. You got some good news this week. We had our best win of the season this week over the Nets. Okay, who weren't quite at full strength, but we sure as hell were nowhere near full strength, and we yeah. beat them. I was like, dang. You got it. Not only beat him, but you got on their head, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ended up getting Kyrie ejected, even though Shooter got ejected. But um, best win of the season, only to turn around and lose to the uh, Knicks right after that. Like, God damn it. Just like, <laughs> just right when my confidence starts going up, we lose to the Knicks, and I already spoke on that. But um, Shooter ejected twice now in the last couple games. I don't know what's going on. Like he needs to calm down a little bit because we need him out there. That yeah. this is the type of stuff that'll come back and bite you in the ass. You get suspended for a game in the playoffs because you have so and so many ejections and so and so many technicals. You know how Pete players run into that all the time at the end of the yeah. season. So shooter needs to chill. I don't know how where he is as far as technicals and stuff like that. If he's getting close to the limit, but he needs to chill. Um, the banner. They unveiled. They they announced when they're gonna unveil the banner for us for last season. It's yeah. gonna be, uh, the last game of the season, the last home game of the season, May twelfth, the day after my birthday. So it's like a birthday <laughs> present. Happy birthday! Here's the championship banner. Thank you very much. I love it. May twelfth. Uh, that so is pretty that's, cool. That's what that's gonna be. Um, Marcus Sol spoke on what he was speaking on previously and wanted to reiterate that he's fully committed to the Lakers. He's not trying to cause any trouble. Like he, he didn't mean anything by what he was saying. Like yeah. he, 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 he's ready to sit there and play, not, he, not play some nights if need be. Like mm-hmm. and he, he was talking about that. He's just, he's fully committed to this season and trying to win a championship. He just doesn't want to cause any problems. I yeah. respect that. He even came out and said something. I don't know if he was forced to say something. He came out and said something. <laughs> LeBron's like, you got to go out there and correct this shit. <laughs> you better go out there and fix this shit. We can't handle no problems with the look. Speaking of Gasol's, Paul Gasol, or Paul, Paul, Paul Gasol had his debut in Barcelona. I was like, that's amazing. After two I years away from that. basketball, nine points in 13 minutes. I was like, damn, that, that's pretty. Paul, Paul Gasol out there doing exactly what he's used to doing. And I, I thought that was awesome. So yeah, congratulations to him for getting cool. back on the court. Right, right. Definitely. Biggest news of the week for Los Angeles Lakers is Anthony Davis and LeBron James are both expected to come back soon. Okay. LeBron supposed to come back in three weeks. AD supposed to come back in two weeks. So 
that's and that's like the maximum timetables they were giving them. So they will be back in time for the playoffs. Let's get it rolling. Let's get back up a couple couple seeds because I don't want to end up playing one of these tougher teams in the early round. So I just thought that was amazing news. Yeah, Even though they're not back yet, they're definitely getting healthier. They're they're ready to go. So yeah, I mean, hopefully that that holds true because I mean that's definitely gonna help you guys in the long run if they're able to come back before the season ends. That way you can kind of build that chemistry rolling into the playoffs. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as, as what I have, I don't have too much here. Um, the Flyers, they, they stink. Um, they pretty much sold at the trade deadline. Um, to, playing for next year now. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's looking like they're just going to try to fix everything in the offseason. Because, um, I mean, it's it's looking – I mean, we would have to do a lot of winning here going forward to make the playoffs. But even if we did, we're not going anywhere. Um, so, I mean, as of right now, the season's looking pretty bleak for the Flyers. <laughs> it's looking pretty bleak for the Bulls. Bulls just haven't really seemed to been able – they had a nice little streak they were on, and then – they just haven't been able to put a full game of basketball together. If it just seems like the bench isn't helping them out like they used to, some of the like I don't know, it's not really clicking like it was before. And I mean, I just think that's just due to what like the talent they have on the team. They only have a couple of really good pieces. Yeah, and then you have their chemistry. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I don't really think I don't have much hope in the rest of the season. I always just hope they maybe get some wins, maybe put couple games together that look nice um but i'm excited for the future of the bulls i mean hopefully a, a higher pick will help us out going forward um apparently they are looking for another big star here in free agency to add to zach with the, with zach levine and then vucevic now so i Which mean it's nice it's a nice foundation to build with man exactly which is a monster he is and he's been balling since he came to chicago now so mm. i mean him and zach i mean zach had that 50 he dropped 50 points the other night and right. they ended up losing the damn game. They were up by like 15 at one point and they just, they lost it towards the end, which sucks. Cause I mean, that was his first 50 point game in the league. <laughs> like just to have that night and then they lost. It sucks. Right. Uh, but I mean, I'm hopeful for the future. I'm confident in this front office as of right now that I liked all the moves they've made so far. So hopefully they can, I'm, I'm expecting to see a whole different team next year as opposed to this year um so there's Just that a couple key pieces yeah um and to the eagles of course the day after we filmed the podcast last week they had they decided to make some free agency moves for some reason like always um they signed uh linebacker eric wilson from the minnesota minnesota vikings to a one-year deal I love this move um, just because he's a playmaker. He He's had decent stats on the Vikings. He's gotten interceptions. And it's not something the Eagles would normally do. It's not They don't really go out and look for decent talent at linebacker for some reason. It's not a position they really like put a lot of attention on. Um, but they noticed definitely last year that we really needed a, a nice stud linebacker. So they went out and got one in free agency right. pretty cheap. It's so I mean I move, man. I really like that signing. Um the next one here I do like some I can understand why people don't but we re-signed Jordan Howard to the team as a okay. running back. Um I really like Jordan Howard. I know he hasn't really got to he's got he hasn't really gotten too many chances the past year or so. Um he had a really great year uh after he left Chicago, he came to Philly. 
Um, and he was the one-two punch with Miles his rookie year. And he played really well up until uh, he got hurt at one point later in the season, and then he just never played again for us. And then he went to the Dolphins the next year, and then he didn't really play for them that much, got cut, and then he came back to Philly and didn't really play much again. Which um, had everybody wondering what was up with him. Exactly, because, I mean, his injury with the Eagles, they they kept saying it was a stinger. Like, you know, where you hit, got hit in the chest or whatever. Right. But, like, that stinger kept him out, like, five games and then a playoff game for us. And then, for some reason, he went to the Dolphins and they didn't even play him that much either, which got me wondering, like, what's going on with him? Like, right. And, I mean, like, he had a, a lingering injury or something exactly. like that. Like, is um, it something that's really bothering him or a career ending potentially? Yeah, you know? but, I mean, like, he was on the roster for Miami. He was on the roster for Philly. And he wasn't on any injury reports. He was healthy. But, I mean, and he had a press conference, I think it was yesterday or today, um, where he talked about how pretty much the NFL gave up on him. He thought his career was done. And he's only, like, 26 years old. And Which he's is like, ridiculous. Yeah, and he's like, I wasn't getting any calls from any other teams. And I like, I just appreciate that the Eagles brought me back. Like, He's like, I want to prove everybody wrong that I can still play and everything. And, I mean, I love the move, to be honest, because when he was with us that first year, I think he worked great with Miles, where Miles is just that elusive, fast runner who can, pe- like, catch passes. And then you got Jordan Howard who can just bulldoze his way through the line, and he's the power back. And I love that, right. like, that one-two punch dynamic. And if they can keep rolling with that, that'll be really nice for us, if if he plays well. That's the big question, if. And I think he will. I just think it's a matter of if he stays healthy. If he know. stays healthy and if they and if they give him the chance, which I'm guessing they will since they signed him. Right. I'd rather have him on the team than keep Boston Scott just because of his size and everything. I mean, he's a great, like, Darren Sproles-like player. But, I mean, I, when it comes at the end of the day, I think I'd rather have the other power back because, I mean, Miles Sanders can pass catch too. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but there's no guarantee Jordan forward. Howard will be even on the team going into the season. So who knows? Right. Um, that's all. That's pretty much the news I have other than what I talked about before with uh, um, Zach Ertz, where I haven't seen really any news on him as far as they, I just saw the rumor that they could possibly trade him during the draft if they don't find a trade partner. If not, they I've seen rumors about them just keeping him throughout the season, you know? Which and is then, what we talked about a little bit earlier in the year. And then focus on getting his, like, replacement or, like, the backup to Dallas Goddard, you know, eventually, either right. next year or something. Um, but other than that, I'm not focusing. There was a report that came out about Doug and Howie and Jeffrey Laurie, but Doug isn't even here anymore. I'm not even talking about it. That's it. I acknowledged it, and that's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to go in on it any further because it's just rumors. It's just reports. I don't believe it. We have a new well, coach. You have to tell me what that is after after the podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there really isn't any other news as far as that. I mean, I'm excited for the draft. Um, hopefully we can get something rolling for uh, a live stream of the draft too. Um, right. I would really like to do that. Um, that way we can just see who – what what happens with our teams? I know will the Patriots trade up? Will they scoop a QB? Will the Eagles trade back up to maybe steal Kyle Pitts or one of these receivers? Who knows, man? Will there uh, be crazy controversy? 
Yeah, I mean, we, there was definitely some controversy last year as far as like teams and draft picks, like teams taking QBs when they probably shouldn't have, right? And stuff like that. But hopefully, we can do a live stream for that. That'd be really cool. Maybe get a, a couple guests on. Maybe Alex will hop on, um, or maybe some guys from the Sideline Sports Network will hop on and, and talk some sports with us here. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. So I mean, we can kind of roll into. The last part before we go here, and that's the crazy sports stat fact of the podcast. <laughs> what you got um, this week? Let me see. Uh, I got I got two basketball ones because one isn't really that that super crazy, but I thought it was pretty funny. Okay, um, Milwaukee Bucks Tony Snail, Tony Snail, Snail. and in the 2017 game versus the Utah Jazz. Had a stat line of 0.0 rebounds, 0 steals, and 0 assists, and 0 blocks in 28 minutes. Damn, Snail. Was that... Who'd you say he played with at the time? Was it Milwaukee with Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, man. Okay, okay. He was with Damn. the Bucks. He played for 28 minutes and didn't record a single stat. How? Nothing. Nothing. Absol- absolutely nothing. Just running up and down the court for 28 minutes. <laughs> He's just exercising. Just exercise it. <laughs> so, I mean, that one was pretty it's, – it's not super crazy, but that was, like, kind of a little bonus one here. Um, the other one that's pretty crazy here is Kareem – your boy Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, and he only made one three-pointer. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just whoop, whoop. Skyhook. Every time. That's wild. <laughs> that's wild. I did yeah, not even know that. Only made one three-pointer. Like, how? That's a good stat. And he's been the all-time lead scorer this For long. years. This long. Still. Still. That's Damn, wild. That's a good one, man. That is good. I had to, I had to have that, that one there. Um, but, yeah, the Tony Snell one's wild, too. Like, how are you going? I, if I played 28 <laughs> minutes in the NBA, I would get some... A ball is going to bounce my way and I'll grab exactly. a rebound. I get a rebound. I would probably get an assist. Maybe one or two of them. Maybe. Maybe. If I try, I maybe get one. But I feel like I'd be able to get some sort of stat in the NBA Damn. for 28 minutes. Bad game. <laughs> bad, real bad game. The worst game you could have. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have this week. Um, anything else you have to add, Vern? Oh, that's pretty much it as far as as far as everything I got this week here. Good episode. Yeah, definitely a good episode. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe as always. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at SquadPod Sports, um, and make sure to check us out on Squad Nights on Mondays. Every Monday, we'll be playing some some crazy games on it's been PS5. Great lately, definitely yeah, it has check been out great. Monday nights. Been great. It has been great. We were playing Valheim, and then we've been playing Undead Army Four, which is a wild game <laughs> in its own self. Um, but other than that, we got some other stuff cooking as of right now, um, as far as the other podcasts, which we're on a break from. And then we got some some other stuff cooking up to release in a later date. Um, but until then, we'll check everybody, see everybody next week, and we'll keep everybody posted about the draft. Peace out. Peace. Peace.